0: Ingles will run a pick and roll on the left sideline Bounce to Gobert He kicks it up to Bogdanovich Sets his feet Fires the three and hits And fist pumps going back the other way The Jazz have a standing eight count right now And a bloody nose and swollen eyes 97-90 magic A 32-8 run Donovan comes down the middle Drive Rocks Hammers What a
1: dunk We need some more of those Utah Jazz are back in action tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, PK. All right. Doesn't it shouldn't get much easier than this. No. Last in the East, losers of five in a row. Beaten by the Knicks and the Bulls in this stretch. It's been rough for the Hawks. Yeah. But start taking stuff for granted and they have beaten six teams. I guess somebody will be number seven. Just gotta make sure it's not you. Okay. No Mike Conley. He's going to be out for a while, re-injuring his hamstring. And they can probably survive that because they played without him. But the next injury they have, I mean, I don't expect all these other guys to be playing 82 games. Joe tends to. But if somebody else has an injury, then, then it gets really thin.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because they're already thin to begin with. And Conley, you know, I guess there was some report out there saying he'd be out for weeks. And so at this point, you're probably thinking sometime in January. So team's already thin. And now, if you lose another one on top of him, then it gets very, very difficult. So, I don't know that you can do anything outside of hope. I'm not sure there's anything that you can literally do to to make sure it doesn't happen.
1: This is Eastern trip. Looks a lot easier than the last one. It's only a three-game trip. They got uh, Miami at the end of it. But Atlanta and Charlotte to open it up. So, chance to have a good trip here. The last one sucked. Yeah, Miami's a good team. Sure. Yeah, Miami's good. But we'll see if they're 2-0 going into that. But Atlanta tonight, and you can hear that game right here on the Zone Sports Network. Tips off at 5.30, pregame show at 4.30. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, Obviously, for me, that's one of my goals
1: to, like, be able to you know play in a high level for the next 10 years but he's like he's about turning 35 this month and he's moving like that playing like that just you know playing smart and it's insane he's say what he's able to do but he's LeBron James you know he's different he's alien so <laughs> <laughs> you expect it from him the is Kimpo there he's an alien it's crazy LeBron playing at a really high level about to turn 35 this month. Giannis is playing at a pretty high level himself. The games last night in the NBA, PK, were you, I don't know, anything really surprised you there with the uh, the Celtics beating the Mavericks without Doncic? They weren't going to run through this tough schedule and beat everybody, although they got a good win to get it going.
2: Yeah, after they got that good win, I thought maybe they could withstand it to a good degree. That game was on ESPN. I watched a good portion of it, if not all of it. Maybe not the start of it, but uh, when I picked it up in the second quarter, I watched the rest of it. And uh, Celtics played well, but I mean, Celtics are a good team. It's not like the Mavs got stomped. You know? uh, and it was at home, so you know if they, they, they can find a way to maintain close to 500 without Doncic, and they say he's close, he's their leader. He's the, one of the best top five players in the league right now, and uh, he he gets back, they should be in a fine spot. And you know, you look for the future with the guy 20 and whatever Porzingis is, 22-23. Looks like they've got two solid pieces to be able to build around for sure, fill in some play, uh, spots along the way. And they look like they're going to be a contender for the next 10 years. Maybe not this year, but... But the arrow's you know, up. When yeah. your guys
1: are that young and you're that good, there's going to be yeah. really high expectations. For sure, yeah. Last time a team had guys this young or that good was it Oklahoma City on the way up. Am I missing somebody? And I assume they'd get a title, and they didn't. So you never... You never know what goes wrong, but they had a really good run, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't assume anything in pro sports. The Thunder, down 24, rally and get the win. And of all the people to turn to, it was Dennis Schroeder with a 31-point game. Wasn't he the leading scorer when they beat the Jazz here last time? Yacht says yes. Of all the people to turn I just don't expect him to go for 31. (laughs) I mean, there are nights the entire, there are many nights the entire Jazz bench doesn't score 31 points. He comes off their bench. He's just a, yeah, but he plays starter minutes. I wouldn't consider him, he's a reserve name, name only. He's been in the league for several
0: years. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The Utes did it. Built a
1: huge first-half lead, frittered away most of it. Built a huge second-half lead. Kentucky rallied and tied the game. But the Utes scored the last three points and went 69-66. That's an enormous win for a team that had a good record. But in all the computer polls and power rankings and all that stuff, Ken Palm and that kind of stuff, they were around 100. Maybe a little better than that, maybe a little worse. It yeah, it's,
2: it's a good win, but it's, it's only enormous if you follow it up. They don't follow it up. Well, they get to they get to try with San Diego State, who's undefeated on Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, did, did Evansville Evansville beat these guys? Yep. Is, is that know I mean, what's Evansville going to do? I don't know. All right. So, it's a, it's, a, it's a great win, but I don't know that I'd go that much. It's only that much if you build upon it because the whole goal, obviously, is to get in the NCAs, and if you build upon it and find your way into the tournament, and that's one of the reasons you got in, then yes. But if not, then you know, it's still a nice win. It will always be a nice win, but it's got to be built upon.
1: It does. They were uh, When you are when bouncing around 90 or 100 or 110, depending on which of those computer rankings you're looking at, one win isn't going to get you up into the top 40 or 45 where you need to be for an at-large bid. So, but they got San Diego State coming up. They'll have a couple of games oh, against ranked of opportunities. teams. They're, they're not going to lack jump for the opportunity. Right? That's not an issue.
2: So they've got plenty of opportunity to build upon to get where they need to be. Absolutely.
1: Timmy Allen leading the way with 25 points in that game. Ryland Jones had a couple of big shots. Tim Allen, man, he was Santa Claus. He was just delivering presents for the Utes. <laughs> yes, he was. Nice pull. Good job by Tim Allen. Utah State with a dramatic win in overtime. Had that Miss, on. Missed the shot. Little scramble for the rebound there. The ball pops towards Justin Bean, and he puts it up and in just to beat the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the ball, N- nice bounce,
2: and he happened to be standing right there. Not happened to. I mean, I'm sure he intended to be there, yeah. and uh, he put the ball up and in. And you know, they had fouled out uh, a couple of guys. Yeah, Sam Merrill and, was out. Yeah, and which I, I, I think fouling out is the dumbest thing. <laughs> I mean, you know. No other sport has that. <laughs> I mean, there should be some penalties if you exceed the limit of fine and then you get a free throw or something. But to have to be disqualified from competition makes no sense to me in that way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I watched that thing on the computer. And uh, it, was a, it was a nice win, K- Kata was working himself
1: into shape. The rule that went away that I think they ought to bring back, and it wasn't a college rule, not as far as I know. I know it was an NBA rule. I don't think it was a college rule. The old three to make two. That was the bonus, you know, if you have two. You need, you need, like, a bigger penalty without making a guy leave forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to make two. Like, if you foul now, you're probably going to cost your team two points because the odds of that guy only making one out of three aren't good. You know, it really penalizes your team. Bring well, that baby back. Then I'd give him a point then. I, I don't, I don't want to stop the game.
2: Uh, give him a point. Yeah, uh, with Five fouls, so six fouls. Six to nine, you get a point. Ten to fifteen, you get two points. Fifteen to twenty, you get thirteen points. <laughs>
1: thirteen points. <laughs> and it's a thirteen point foul. Yeah. They're down by thirty nine. You can make a <laughs> beneficent well, yeah, real need, quick. They need Joe Bob <laughs> to foul three more times, if
2: but you, Joe Bob's being subbed out. If you foul if you foul over ten times a game, something's wrong. There, there needs to be major penalties. But this idea of disqualification, probably, and I don't remember every single foul against Sam. I, I watch most of the game on my computer. But, you know, there's probably at least one that could have been questionable in one of those go-either-way
1: mm-hmm. lock charges or what have you. Well, they, they had that review at the end yeah. of the Utah-Kentucky game. That was a weird deal.
2: It just seemed, yeah, they did. It just seems so stupid to disqualify right. someone from competition. No other sport does that. You know, you know. And if you commit personal fouls in the NFL or in college, for that matter, you can be and I even think that the, 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 the targeting—you know—if you—if if you punch, but just in the in the regular course of play, you know, you can commit 15 regular pass interferences and you don't get thrown out of the game,
1: right? Sam Merrill fouled out with 21 points. Nicholas Cata fouled out with 18. And without those two guys, they still found a way to win. So they are 11 and two now. Feeling pretty good about themselves. That was a nice win on a neutral court. And UVU, that's a good win for UVU going to a Mountain West school and beating Wyoming in Laramie. 69-67
0: the final air.
2: Mark Matson's building something special there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college
1: football. So we were up at Kyle Winningham's press conference. Kalani Satake had one later in the day. What was your major takeaway from listening to Kyle uh, talk about his recruiting class or Kalani talking about his? You never really know for sure, but as far as Utah. I thought Kyle opening with that. We need to have this press conference on Monday from now on because he's still waiting for a few key guys.
2: Yes, there's at least two guys out there that if they sign can really bump the class up. At least in the rankings, for what that's worth, right? If you're you're into that, and I guess you know if you want as high as possible doesn't guarantee anything by any stretch, but it's it's and it's so unpredictable. But yet you want it, you want it as a staff, you want it as a fan base. I get all that. Uh, you know they're doing better in state, and that and that's good because you look at our state and the top kids usually are pretty good. So I think, and then plus it just it sends a message. To the fan base, uh, that your program is in a healthy spot. So that's one thing. The second thing he said that applies to every program is don't get caught with your pants down in quarterbacks. Because you look at, since they've been in the conference, they've gotten, you, you know, Adam Schultz, John Hayes, a uh, uh, sore arm Jordan Wynn. You know what I mean? They did not yeah. have the level that they needed. And, and the way I read it now, is next year, and he said Lisk may, is going to graduate and he may go on. Shelly might a, go to defense. Well, boy, well, he made it sound like it is. So then you only got two quarterbacks. So you're right back in the same spot. Now you have to hope
1: that... Now you might have two very good quarterbacks. Well, they might have one more guy showing up. And if um, they well, do... he said they
2: would. Yeah. But,
1: yeah, you can get But guys. then does he have to sit out, or is he actually going to be able to play? I mean, the whole waiver thing makes that all wildly unpredictable.
2: You, you need uh, to recruit... I
1: believe, a quarterback, a freshman
2: every, every single year. year. And not just settle for something, but a really a decent guy who has a chance to compete. It, you know, it can work out. If they can get Rising to be patient, it can work out nicely in that you bring in Bentley. He's a grad transfer. He's only got mm-hmm. one year, right? Yep. So then Rising would then have two years. It
1: seems like guys don't want to wait two years. Forget it. I want three minimum. I, I would, I'd be showing both quarterbacks before you would even decide who wins the job. Here's how many quarterbacks everybody in the Pac-12 and everybody in the West played last year. Because you look at, I mean, Kyle doesn't like to reference teams and, you know, where kids came from and what happened to other teams in the league. But when Cal had their number one guy, they were 6-0. When Cal played their second or third quarterback and they had to play both those guys, they were 1-5. I don't know if seven and five is your definition of getting caught with your pants down, but it's clear when you don't have the talent of quarterback, your results will vary wildly. Went from six and zero oh to one and five, all in one year. No, okay. So tell the Senga guy be ready because you're going to play. Didn't was it nine or ten of the backups in the league played? Okay, but suppose you're one of the two or three that didn't. Well, that play. would suck. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> that's, that's nice
2: and all. Then you could
1: move uh, Shelley to defense. But
2: I mean, these guys. They've already rejected that notion. They've already left. So they've already said, no, thank you. So now you need them to, this time you're going to convince them? Now, maybe because with certain Benley, he can't go anywhere. And Rising has already sat out a year. He's basically sat out two years So,
1: now. actually, it's kind of a different situation once they've transferred once. You would yeah. think there are you examples think, but they can of go guys down. who transfer twice. Yeah, can go you down go down and play right and away. you can
2: gra- graduate. And go to get, the big sky. You could and... do another one. You could transfer a third time if you graduate. Yeah. So, But his point is you, can, you cannot be short. Absolutely not. You cannot get caught short on this position. And you know full well that... Probably half the guys you successfully recruit at quarterback are going to leave. Yeah. And we see K.J. Costello put his name in the transfer portal. I mean, this guy's is, is, is an NFL prospect, a two-year starter, and he's out the door? Yep. Potentially? I guess he'll come back, but it's not guaranteed. But he put his name in there. 13 yeah, what Stanford the stats players on, have transferred? What are
1: the... What are the stats once you put your name in the portal? I think that's the USC, up to the program. Yeah, USC, they let a guy come back, but yeah, it's up to the program. I, I think most of the time you're gone. I think uh, tough guy in the hill there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> once you put
2: your name in, you're gone. Yeah, no, they haven't had anybody. Now, this yelling kid from ASU, um, Herm Edwards did say, hey, if you can't find something, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's mutually beneficial. It's not like he's doing it out of the good graces of his heart. The kid's got talent, so I would assume he'd find some place for sure. But if not, so.
1: Well, Costello's thrown for over 6,000 yards in his career, so it's a little bit like Bentley. It's a really experienced quarterback going out on the market. You don't don't see that. Well, that McKee kid comes home from a mission, and uh, he was all that.
2: He should be home. It's been two seasons, so I'm not sure when he gets home, but it should be fairly soon.
1: Yacht just pointed out, and the hammer, John Wilner wrote about it yesterday, 13 Stanford players transferring, some of them guys who weren't playing much and got their degrees, they want to go play somewhere, but uh, there are some guys there that they were counting on.
2: Yeah, you would certainly, and that's not a good sign, but you would think Stanford would have a higher number since academics is obviously a high priority and that they would be closer to graduation to be able to take advantage of it to get done while still having athletic eligibility.
0: D.J. and P.K. Hashtag NFL. I feel like it was
2: starting to get out of hand, you know, and like when I come up here and I answer and say, I don't know my future, we take it and it's like, oh, well, he didn't say, what did he not say? When it's like, no, stop trying to listen too deeply on what's being said and like just take the message for what it was, like I don't know the future.
1: God forbid, like I don't know if we're going to be alive next year the world, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't predict the future. Well, that cleared everything up, didn't well, it? Uh, he can't predict the future, but I
2: predict he'll have drama next year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'd predict he'll have drama before the end of the season.
2: So, uh, I mean, he's a wild talent, and he knows it. He can get away with it because he's making one-handed catches that look impossible to grab, but yet he's doing them. So, he's got all sorts of uh, ability, so that it allows him
1: to have drama. Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not going anywhere, but he also doesn't predict the future, so maybe he is going somewhere. Who knows? The Browns, for all the hype, big disappointment under 500, not going to the playoffs again. Well, I know he's going to be in the league because he hasn't gone overboard. Right. To get himself
2: in trouble to not have employment like some of the guys have.
1: Jacksonville firing Tom Coughlin. He's out executive vice president of football. They had a bunch of uh, people making a bunch of claims against the uh, Violating the CBA, and I guess they had enough. So he's out in his third year. He makes uh, Kyle Whittingham look, look like soft.
2: That. Like, <laughs> w- w- what's the fitness dude? I can't think of his name, the curly hair. Was it the short, short? Richard oh, Simmons. Richard Simmons, yeah. <laughs> Tom he makes, Coughlin. He makes, makes him look
1: like Richard Simmons.
2: <laughs> because now, we, you know, we've had people like Brian Keel has made no bones about that he didn't like playing for the guy. Right. And, and so, you know, you've heard stuff about him everywhere he's been. And his agent, he's 73 years old. And I saw where his agent said, Tom Coughlin still has a lot of football
1: left in him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, DJ and PK, we're broadcasting live from the Road Home Holiday Mediathon. A lot of you have come down in previous years, made donations in person. Jill is here, who often sends us uh, audio. She is dropped by. This is not uh, like Touchdown Jesus there for a second. Yeah, a little bit. You're, back, you're backlit <laughs> to us. It may not look dramatic to you, but to us, with that light right there, a little halo on your hair. And your arms. <laughs> All right. The Holiday Mediathon to benefit the road home, Utah's largest homeless shelter is underway, and you can help out right now by calling and making a donation at 801-819-7300. 801-819-7300. Or... Go to theroadhome.org and donate online at theroadhome.org. They had 652 people in shelter last night, 172 of them single men, uh, 172 of them children. Excuse me. We're a different location this year. We are. We are uh, down in Midvale this year at the family shelter. They had 80 families in shelter here in Midvale and in uh, motels across the Wasatch Front. So... 9th Avenue, just off of. uh
2: just west of the freeway. 700 s- West, right.
1: 7200 south. A, little south. a little more south than that. Yep. 700 West, 7300 South. 529 West 9th Avenue if you want to uh, drop by. So, a lot of people uh, in shelter, a lot of people who could use your help, and you can uh, house one person uh, for one night for about $10. So. Every size donation is appreciated, and the uh, donations this hour are being matched by the Huntsman Family Foundation and Grant Your Peak funds, So anything you donate will be tripled. The number is 801 819 7300 or online at theroadhome.org. This is DJ and PK.
0: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
1: Jay Hill, head coach at Weaver State Football. What are your
2: lasting thoughts about the quarterfinals? We
1: did
0: exactly what I told you the game was going to come down
1: to. Us taking care of the football and then us playing great defense and we did both those things. What a fun
2: game it was. Back and forth and two good teams. It was a heck of a game.
0: The five interceptions and the incredible defense and the, the blocked punt. I gotta ask you for the truth here. Tony is trying to sell this to me and the listeners that he actually drew up that play and to told you to go out there and block that punt. Well, that was good advice, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. Just hey, just let's go block this one for a touchdown. Right. That will help us win.
2: Thought <laughs> it would help our offense, and lo <laughs> and behold,
0: <laughs> 17-10. It, it, it did. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Come join The Zone and ARUP Monday, December 23rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at ARUP Blood Services, on 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. It only takes 30 minutes and you'll receive a Megaplex gift card, popcorn voucher, and jazz gear. DJ and PK broadcasting live from the Road Home Media-Thon. You can uh, help out. $10 will house one person for one night. You can call 801-819-7300 or go online to theroadhome.org. We'll tell you more about that in just a few minutes. PK, the Jazz in action tonight. The youth's coming off a big win, and we got uh, youth fans reacting on our Facebook page. DJ and PK, 855-340-ZONE. What do you think about that big win? And immediately, and you'll probably uh, flash back to this, Adam says, it would have been nicer if it were 1998 and not 2019.
2: Yeah, I'm returning to the scene of the crime here later this month for the first time. Since that very time. Back to the Alamo Dome with the Utes. 21 years ago, or 31, what is it? 21. 21, yeah.
1: Not that old. 21 years later, into the Dome, but for football, not for basketball.
2: Yep, that'll be the first time I've been back in that building since I walked out, and I thought they were going to win up 10 the second half. I I was three and three in my predictions that that year
1: with the Utes. <laughs> <laughs> Good call on that first round game with USF. Yeah. They nailed
2: that. <laughs> Predicted them to win the first three and thought they'd lose to Arizona. Well no, actually, no, excuse me, I was f- I was uh, yeah, three and three. Okay. Yeah, I got it. yeah, that's right. I was right. Because then I thought they'd lose to Carolina, but then I thought they'd beat Kentucky. And for most of that ball game, I was right. But obviously they ran out of gas, and the Wildcats got them. And uh, those, those couple years, because the year before, they drilled the Utes in the Sweet 16 in Minnesota. That was two years before.
1: So you forgot the Elite Eight in uh, San before. Jose.
2: Mark Pope yeah. was on that team when the, they won the title with Patino. And that was played in the Metrodome.
1: And that thing... That was over in the first time out.
2: I made my plane reservations at (laughs) halftime to get back in town.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was was the youth struggle to get to midcourt. And that Kentucky team had, I don't know, eight NBA guys or something ridiculous. Pope,
2: as I say, Pope was on that team. He did play in the NBA. And that was uh, a, a season in which I think that they were excited to get to the Sweet 16. Yes. Because that group hadn't been there. You know, the first year. That was Keith's four years... Van Horn I'm speaking of, obviously. In his first year, they had a, just a myriad of injuries and all suspensions and whatnot, and they went 14-14. and 14. The next year, they went out one, in the second one round of two in Boise. times that Majerus lost when he was the better seed. Yeah. Uh, that was only a 4-5. But it, was uh, still,
1: it still was an upset, a mild one. But was it
2: Mississippi State? It was, up in Boise. And you know who put the D in
1: Mississippi State? Eric (laughs) Dampier, all seven feet of him, dominating the University of Utah. One of DJ's better quotes, who put the D in Alice. I don't know that that happened. I don't know that that happened because we don't have audio of it, and we don't have audio of it. I'm mad that that doesn't exist (laughs) He was trying to be clever. And and I was tired, and I did not think that all the way through. And the look on PK's face like, oh, boy. And then two seconds later, it's like, well, Nothing we can do about it now. We might as well have fun at DJ's expense. <laughs> what happens first? Look into your crystal balls. up Stop it. <laughs> you No, you all have to play brass, one. You man. don't get to play because it's all brass. <laughs> I get nice.
2: to play whatever I want. That's no, true. He uh, technically, he does. Technically, he's there. But Particularly not, today. But not legal. we in a tent. Not legally. And, uh, doing hey, the road home stuff. If, if we have people <laughs> listening that want me to
0: play certain drops, let me know.
2: Yeah, he thought he was being way clever because they he, have to make a donation. Dallas to had do picked that. up Good point. Eric Dampier, I think, in the off season, and he was playing the middle for them. And so DJ thought he'd be clever, take the D out of Dallas, but that I left him realize- with
1: Dallas. Oh, oh. It's not how you spell Alice, though, so it doesn't
2: count. Yeah. It, uh, you can spell Alice any way you want. Nope, 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 nope. But it's nope. not traditional spelling of Alice, for no, sure. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> nice okay, nice uh, putt, Alice. Now, this is weird. I just have gender identification issues. <laughs> well, that's that's true, but that's a different problem. So they got, they went to the Sweet 16.
2: Anybody know the other time that they lost Wonder Majerus, who was obviously an outstanding basketball coach, when they were the better seed?
1: And that yes, was only a 4-5. The other one was more startling. Yes, it was. Am I supposed to blurt it out?
2: I think it's mostly obvious to people who have Zier, after the age. Final
1: Four to Kentucky. Miami of Ohio and Wally Zerbiak. The Zerb man. And I think they were a two seed. They were in the Wally Superdome, and was, it was, uh,
2: was a 10 seed. I think it was a 10 versus two, you're right. Yes, and Zerbiak got him, and that was his, uh, his rise. And then he went on and played a little bit in the NBA. And so that was this Zerbiak coming out. So that was a stunner. You lose a 4-5. That's not a stunner,
1: unless you get smoked. So the Utes are down 9-2 and two with a top-10 win. Do you think they can get to the NCAA tournament, or is this like a win that teases Ute fans, the good old days are back, I'm going to go to the Huntsman Center, even though I haven't been there in X number of years, whatever it is, and I'm going to hop aboard Larry's NCAA train. Because for a lot of Ute fans, Utah's an NCAA school. And, you know, since Majerus left, it's been up and down, but more down than up. I never
2: thought that they were any more or less of an NCAA team based on one game.
1: Right, I know, and that is. I mean, is, you're, you're beating yeah.
2: the name. You're not beating Kentucky. Evansville beat them.
1: Yes, but those are the only two losses in our top ten team, and it's going to be They're a top quadrant. ten team because somebody says they are. They're you're not right. even they played themselves. Into but the it's going to be a quadrant one win thingy or whatever, or a quadrant two. At least. It's going to be quality wins which uh, I they heard, need. Uh, so do you buy the young talent? Because freshmen and sophomores can get to the NCAA tournament in this era. There's Bridget's yeah. era where I, they couldn't. I don't know. I never, I, I'm not basing
2: it on one game. Because if they lost, that would have meant there's no shot whatsoever. No. I said that yesterday. I said I, bu- I don't necessarily buy them in the complete and total immediacy, but I buy them in the not long term, but longer term than right now.
1: And well, long term in a college sense, these guys, but long term, no,
2: but that could be this season. <clears throat> long, that's what I'm saying. Long term can be this season. I mean, you, I, I, they got a new sports information dude, uh-huh. and instead of just writing AP style, he likes to juice it up. Uh-huh. Young,
0: yes. Uh, Shy, hell no, whatever his lead was. <laughs> I don't know if
2: you read it. I did. But he likes it. I did. To, right. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's he's, not the truth. He's trying, just, the, he's trying you, to be clever. The University right. of Utah
1: defeated right, Kentucky. Right, right. Like in you usually get in the
2: press releases, in Las Vegas. The, the Associated right. Press style. Well, I mean, we're going to pitch their youth, Kentucky's top seven guys, they're freshmen and sophomores. Just like Utah. Yes. But because they went to Kentucky, they're supposed to be better. Yes. Yes. Well, nobody was better than Tim Allen. He was
1: very good. He played Santa Claus last night. <laughs> I heard that line somewhere <laughs> before. Beat it into the ground, baby. Hey, it's a new segment. You got it's anything new better? How hey, about it? Every segment's a new the, show. The floor's yours, buddy. If I did that, you'd crush me. You know The floor's
2: yours, buddy. He's a victim and a hero, all rolled into one. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. It's magical. It's the season. So... He was the best player, and I don't know what his recruiting ranking was, and I don't know any of these Kentucky guys' recruiting rankings was, but it doesn't matter. He was the best player out on the floor. They couldn't stop him. No, and that bucket that he got uh, at the end there going to his left and turning and shooting to the right, yeah, that was, that was a great play, obviously. And he was hot, too, and nobody from Kentucky was really hot. So I, I think they've got a shot, but I don't, I don't think there's any more. Now, there is more of a shot. In terms of, I don't, want, I don't know what the word is, uh, credential-wise. Because this is a huge win on the resume. Right. But I don't know talent-wise. If they're good w- enough to back it up. Right. What are they going to do in the conference? Oh, or San State. San State's ranked, and they're 11-0, uh, That would be, 0, that right? would be another like that. quality that be great, win. That would be a great
1: win. In the eyes of the selection yeah. committee. Right. Uh,
2: but the conference is pretty good this year, I think. We'll see. And you're going to need more. Uh, I, I, Yeah, I've, I've thought all along they've got enough talent to get in. Whether they will or not, I can't say that. I can guess. If you want me to guess, I'll guess. And, you know, my job is to say, hell no, they don't got a snowball's chance. <laughs> and your job is to say, yeah, they look great. That was the greatest win ever. We understand how the show works. Uh, but in all, And trying to be honest with myself, I can't say they're yeah, not going to, be- to get in. I can't say that they
1: are going to get in. No. But, but I ho- think the talent is there. But it's hope. It should give them confidence. There is talent, but how long does it take to gel? And the, fine, the, the line between winning and losing is so fine. If Jones doesn't come back, do they win? It's a three-point game. Yeah, I'm not focused on yeah. this game, though. Right. I mean, that's, no, but it just goes to the point of how fine a line it is between winning and losing. And they got one of the big wins they need. They'll need more, obviously. Oh, they'll need about ten. Probably, yeah. I don't know that you get in
0: but they'll need, losing a conference
1: record. Right. But I also meant they'll need more of the big wins. Because they've got a lot of wins, but they're not the kind of wins that are going to carry that much weight with the I selection. As I said, you need right. about 10 more. And, and the great thing
2: about it is I think there's the opportunity. And you got to give Larry credit. Because he figured out, and then they told him, the conference told him, you got to beef up the schedule. And he absolutely has done it. You know, he's got his cream puffs in there. Everybody does. But he's... Made efforts, and he realizes instead of just whining, "Well, no one's going to come to Salt Lake." All right, fine. So what? So go. To Sucks Vegas. for you, yeah. But go to Vegas and be Kentucky. Yeah, do what you got to do. And so going to Vegas, well, if, and it wasn't. They played at the, uh, the 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 newer anyway, T-Mobile, and you could tell there was more Kentucky fans because there's always more Kentucky fans. Having traveled when I worked with a watchdog and they played Kentucky all those years the amount of Kentucky fans that were on the road were just unbelievable to the point where back when there was no internet that San Jose that you spoke of when they got beat in the final Keith senior year in the media room they always have a media room in the hotel where they'll have snacks and drinks and whatnot, and you can hang out couches Uh, they would deliver the Lexington paper they would fly it and it would be there the next morning unbelievable (laughs) <laughs> and it, right. And,
1: they're and that's out what there, they would do. They're out there doing the holiday week out there because Kentucky's playing Ohio State on the weekend. Made for TV matchup. Yeah.
2: So it's a neutral floor, but you felt like it was...
1: Oh, there's like, way more blue yeah. than red.
2: But at the same time, none of those guys shoot or defend and all that stuff. So, and it wasn't a true home game. But that... So I, I, I very much give Larry credit for wanting, realizing I've got to beef it up here. And... If I can't get these guys to come to our place, i got to figure out a way to do it. And doing what he did is certainly is a benchmark uh, non-conference win, as good a non-conference win as they've had. They did beat Duke uh, in Madison Square Garden the year they played uh, BYU in the bowl game. So whatever that year was, because I can remember me and Hans were out there doing the pregame show, and we had it set up with televisions right behind us. And so we had a ton of folks that were coming over. There's that big field uh, north of the stadium there, and they were watching the game because as we were doing the pregame show, the game, we had two TVs right behind us, and I remember they won that ball game. What
1: what, year was that? I want to say it was 2015, but I'm not positive.
2: And I couldn't tell you what they did
1: 2015. They go to Sweet 16 that year? I thought it was the Pirtle team that lost in the second round, but I'm not positive. I have to go back and double-check.
2: Uh, so, yeah I, I, yeah, I don't remember. I'd have to double-check that all. So, But this is as good a win as they've had since then. And, yeah, absolutely. It should give them confidence. There's no, just no question about it. They have the potential to be an emerging team. That's that's the bottom line. I felt that all along. I still feel that. And probably I feel it stronger today. But you never know with younger guys. You look at Kentucky, right? They, of their top seven guys... Uh, or top eight guys, seven are either freshmen or sophomores. Well, that's the definition of inconsistency right there, right? So what are these guys going to do? And the Utah have already shown some inconsistency to a degree. That's the good thing about BYU is they should be more solid because they're throwing out a ton of seniors.
1: And seniors should be more solid and more consistent. So can Utah fans get excited for BYU winning because that could end up being a quality win Absolutely. too. Absolutely, yeah they top should. Top 25, you know, yeah. top 50 top, they break yeah. it all down by oh, group. Yeah. Yeah. So can BYU play itself up into whatever the next group Yeah, because is. you're not competing for anything against each other. Yeah, I know, but they just don't like each other. So they yeah, like but, each I mean, other that, to lose. Yeah, but I mean,
2: that could make a difference. It's not going to singularly make a difference. You need a bunch of stuff right. to make a difference. But that's one of the things that could make a difference is have these guys continue to get quality wins uh, going forward here that would obviously be four games that they would have, or maybe more than four if they obviously get them in the tournament, against St. Mary's or Gonzaga. And so you build that resume up a little bit more. Yeah, and, and if you beat San Diego State, then you want San Diego State to kick butt in the Mountain, in West. The Mountain West. Yeah, and they're obviously they're a quality team that has been... Uh, pretty regular uh, participant turn, turn in the two. tournament. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. in basketball, football doesn't really matter. In basketball, it, it absolutely matters. And so you need that. And the Utes are in a good spot right now. And they have to have an opportunity. And they will get these opportunities to follow it up. And it'll be fun to watch. I'm glad they won because it creates more interest for us. And, you know, if they got beat by 30, we wouldn't be We're talking, talking about,
1: about it. it. All right, you can go to our Facebook page, DJ and PK. You can weigh in on Twitter, David DJ James. You U fans waking up, you had to go to bed because you had to get up and go to work, and you find out the Utes did it. They beat Kentucky in Vegas, 69-66. Well, I was at the gym this morning, and it was the second story uh, at 5 o'clock
2: on, the, on two local newses because there's several TVs, right. and ESPN played
1: it over, over, and, over and over again. Over yeah. Because you can imagine if it was late here, but for Kentucky... Yeah,
2: I didn't think it was that late, but yeah. It's not like football late.
1: DJ and PK, we're live at the Road Home Holiday Media-Thon. Phone number to call and donate, 801-819-7300. Last year, well, at least uh, 2019 isn't quite over. So through, through all of this year, they've... Served over 8,000 people, and they had 652 people in shelter last night. 172 of them kids, and you're getting out and starting your car this morning, you know how cold it was last night. You want to help support The Road Home, Utah's largest homeless shelter, go online to theroadhome.org. Make your donation there, or call 801-819-7300. Every donation will be tripled, matching donations from the Huntsman Family Foundation and Grandeur Peak Funds right now. If you call 801-819-7300 or go online to theroadhome.org. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
1: What are we listening to, Yak? What is this? This is PK's guy. Come on. That's Frank. There
2: it is. Hey, hey, hey. How did you not recognize that right from the start? This is hey, an
1: idiot. Get a new Jeep or Ram for less at Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Visit them today. 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 Hoy. Hoy? Not Spanish for today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought it was just a random noise. Now <laughs> I get it. I'm with you now. Hoy. El Jazz... Oh, never mind. The Jazz are playing Atlanta today, PK. You take Uh, anything... El
2: Hugar in Atlanta.
1: (laughs) El El Hugar. You're going to take anything away from this except, guys, go win.
2: Well, I don't think anything is guaranteed. So, because nothing is guaranteed, yeah, if you get a win, uh, yeah, that's the objective. So,
1: meet the objective. So, yes. Expect something out of the bench. I mean, if you're not starting for Atlanta and you're on the bench... You're 6-22. and 22. They ought to be trying new combinations in the starting lineup. I okay. usually have very low expectations. You're Yes. I usually have very yeah. low expectations for the Jazz bench. Okay, that's a good point. But the Atlanta bench can't be good. Because if you're good on the Atlanta mm-hmm. bench, you're into the starting lineup. Well, then you wouldn't be on the bench.
2: See? You're so to be on the bench if you're starting. Because if you're starting, then you wouldn't be on the bench. And so if you're in the starting lineup, that means you're starting. And if you're on the bench and good, then you wouldn't be on the bench. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not going to look at my Twitter
1: notifications because I know right now. What? People will start tweeting at me, DJ, don't take it for granted. You're jinxing them. This kind of game scares Jazz fans because they're worried that the Jazz come in. They know they're going to win. They don't give their best effort. Trey Young goes off, and something horrible happens. Well, and to your point earlier, if you weren't aware this earlier in the 7 o'clock hour, Atlanta's got six wins. I mean, it's not like it's impossible. It's unlikely, but that's how they would do it. That's a recipe. You just never know
2: in basketball because the fickle nature of shooting is a come-and-go thing. Yeah. You know, football, we were all shocked that the Utes got beat at the line of scrimmage because you, they
1: never get beat right. at the line of scrimmage, You either right? get pushed around or you don't get pushed yeah. around, and that Utah team That's didn't the first get time. Around.
2: The only time
1: this year. Right. They right? just So got you can count
2: on. So they've played, what, 12 games, 13 games? 13 now. So you can count. That's a high, high probability that they're going to own the line of scrimmage, or at least not get pushed around. Right. But then, you go to basketball and look at the Pace's son, uh, uh, what's Nico, down in Arizona. He's supposed to be all that, a top pick and all, and he will be a top pick. Well, against Gonzaga the other night, I'm watching the game, and he goes 3-for-20. No, he's not a 3-for-20 shooter. It just wasn't happening. Those nights happen. So in this sport, particularly at this level... And Gonzaga and Arizona are high level, so he has a bad game, they lose. Well, you know he's going to come out now, and probably the next uh, 8 out of 10 games going to play really well. Well, you get that in the shooting sense with the Jazz, and, and this is what coaches have drilled into me, and speaking to coaches an hour before tip-off, they're, in a lot of cases they're a bundle of nerves because you just don't know. Your best player can have a 20% shooting night. So you take nothing for granted, and yeah, the Hawks overall stink, but, but they I don't have a night. think they're not think they are not not going to set the record for fewest wins in the history, which is I think no. nine, right? Yeah, they're almost there. They're six and twenty-two, right? So, so they're capable, and you know, you speak of this Jazz bench, which has been pretty well inconsistent the whole season. Yeah, in fact, I would not want Jeff Green to have one of his better games. Why
1: why waste it against Atlanta? Exactly. Save it for Charlotte or Miami.
2: Yes, precisely. Yes, you know because you're probably going to need that. So that's what if you find a way to not shoot the ball and still win, that's that's a great situation because you're going to have nights where Jeff Green is going to look like wow, this guy's really good. Well, we've already seen that he's had a couple. He had
1: a 19 point
2: game. He's been in the league for a number of years to know that that's the situation. That, and that's why he's been in the league and Moutier and even uh, Niang Niang's I guess is going to have to step up a little bit here I, I assume, I'll be interested to see what they do with the starting lineup because in, I, I think Ingle, Ingles is going to be in the starting lineup to stay for a while no matter what happens or when Conley comes back, I think they're going to keep Joe there because So they start
1: uh, Moutier or they start Royce and yeah, have see, Donovan playing I, the point
2: I wonder a couple of things because to me I thought Royce played his most active game. Maybe not necessarily his best game because I don't remember all, every game off the top of my head. But the, just the way he played when he was coming off the bench. it's like, okay, I'm one of the better guys here. I'm not just a guy who's just going to fit in. i don't I'm be one of the guys. I
1: don't have to defer.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so do you keep him in that role because he was really good? So what do you do? Who do you move in? And so that's, that's one thing. And then I'm wondering... Do they, out of of no other reason than being forced, they give Exum a shot?
1: Somebody's got to get the minutes. Right. Does Moody play really big minutes, or they both play and they split the minutes? And I don't know what they'll do. Because sometimes J.
2: Slow, when a, a player would go out, he wouldn't necessarily move the sixth man up. He no, would no. take somebody off the bench. He didn't want it, slide two guys and, in different roles. Right.
1: Right. So you so, take a guy who's essentially third string and make him a starter. Right, yeah. Yeah, I know um, Scott
2: Padgett and, yeah. and some other guy. Yeah, Adam Keith. So he'd do those things over the years, and it was good enough for him to do it and good enough for Quinn Snyder. So I'm interested to see what Quinn Snyder does with, A, the starting, li- the starting lineup, and then, B, with a little bit of the rotations now. Because it looks like, I don't know to the degree of the period, but it looks like, or the length of the period, but it looks like Conley's going to be out a sustained amount of time. I mean, two weeks is a, I, a, I agree. A, a, I agree. A well, they, sustained amount they, of time.
1: They tend to be careful bringing guys back, and now that he's come back and gotten hurt, I would think they're going to be very conservative bringing him back the next time. Well,
2: especially with that type of leg <clears throat> injury, yes.
1: right? I mean, we always know the soft tissue calf hamstring stuff they're going to be very careful with. Right. So, yeah, I'm with you. i sustain it. If you told me he was going to miss two or three weeks, I wouldn't find that surprising at all at this point. No, no. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone, the day after signing day. You need some football talk. We'll get that for you next. Stay with us.